Hello, welcome to the Early Line Show. This is your host, Alfred, from CampusToCanton.com. I'm going to be taking you through the early lines for college football uh, wagers. This will be the week four installation. And just to review, we've now been doing this for a few weeks. And, you know, the early inclination seems to be correct in most cases. I believe last week, I have to go check the books and I will do a better job of recapping. But I think it was about six and three last week uh, on that initial gut feeling of what lines looked off. And then this week was more like four and four uh, in terms of the bets themselves. But five and two and one in terms of feeling that the early line was kind of off uh, in terms of where it should be, where it's going to wind up. Um, and then those are the ones I actually bet. And then actually, if you include, it was eight and two and one in terms of lines that fell off and then moved a certain way. So let's review those really quickly. The ones we got right that just looked wrong uh, on that first viewing was Oklahoma. Originally, the look ahead line was minus eight. Then it got, uh, the initial one came out, I think it was around 11, and then got up to 14. So you could have had, uh, it went the wrong way, meaning bet it when it first shows up at 11. Get went all the way to 14, went back to 11. None of it really mattered. Oklahoma smoked Nebraska as expected. Uh, but that initial feeling, the look ahead of negative eight or minus eight felt uh, there's too low. Then it first came out 11, got boomed up to 14. So both of those, those times it felt too low. We also had Western Kentucky, who was plus seven. I felt like that was a good number. And then it did get bet down to six and a half. So we, you did lose that little, uh, that little hook to if they lost by a touchdown they lost by three so either way that one was good and a winning bet no matter what but that look ahead of hey plus seven's too much ended up being true kansas was plus nine that was an interesting one at houston um it got up to plus 10 meaning it looked like it had gone the wrong way for us but then the final line was plus eight so if you had bet plus nine Initially, like I thought, uh, it ended up going down to plus eight, so losing a number there. They won outright. Again, the line didn't really matter. They won outright. Then you had Ole Miss. That opened at 14, minus 14 and a half. Ole Miss uh, at Georgia Tech, who's very bad. They won the game 42 to nothing, so it didn't really matter, but that did go up to minus 17. So again, hopping on that early number looked good and ended up being the right number to do. And then you had North Texas plus three. At UNLV, I liked that one. North, uh, it ended up moving to plus two and a half, so you lost the hook there if you didn't, if you waited. Uh, but it didn't matter. North Texas got kind of blown out, especially in the second half. So either way, didn't matter for the bet, but getting the closing line value there, which is kind of what this pod focuses on, you should have bet it at plus three if you were going to bet it at all. So that are those are the five that the initial gut feeling, it's going to go the other way, worked. And we also had Cal that started plus 12 and a half, went down to all the way down to like 11, then ended up at plus 12. So you bet it early, you would have gotten the hook. Um, FAU plus 10 and a half got bet down to only plus eight. They got blown out. So again, didn't matter. But if you're taking it right away, as I suggested, that number is probably going to come down. I was right on that. And then Mississippi State started plus two. I believe, which felt crazy. Uh, they got way bet all the way down through zero to a three-point favorite by game time, and didn't matter. They lost outright. But 
you know, this is a, this is more of an exercise in what is the market going to do and where is that number going to wind up? And if you had jumped on Mississippi State when they were a dog and they wound up a favorite, you would have, I mean, that's the right thing to do. However, at the end of the day, you just want to get the bet right. So uh, anyway, so those are eight bets that on that initial gut feeling, I said, this number doesn't look right and it went the opposite way. So you should have bet it initially. And then we had two that that went totally the wrong way. I had it misread completely and lost the bet on top of everything else. Bad, bad, bad. Michigan State started at minus one at Washington. I just couldn't believe this got all the way down to plus three and a half Michigan State. So from an initial favorite on the look ahead to a field over a field goal dog. And then they got smoked, basically. I mean, that game was way out of hand in the first half. <clears throat> they kind of made it somewhat uh, interesting, but they were outclassed. And then I had UTEP minus four. I liked it at minus four, and it ended up at minus two and a half. So lost some points there, and then they just they lost either way. They lost outright. So they were a favorite. They lost outright. I have UTEP completely pegged wrong. I'm staying away probably for the rest of the season. I, I can't bet them anymore. Uh, I thought they were going to write the ship from last year. They are a completely different team. Their quarterback, Hardison, has regressed. They are shelled what they were last year. And then you had one, BYU plus three and a half. That did not move all week, so that was kind of the indifferent. Didn't move either way, and uh, and they didn't cover uh, anyway. So overall, I was four and four this week uh, on my actual bets that you know I kind of made on that initial line. <clears throat> which, if you're not losing, you know you're winning is is how I always look at it. So four and four, not terrible if that's considered a down week. I did throw some other bets uh, kind of last minute just for funsies because I was on vacation. Never do that, folks. You know, off the cuff, if you just have a look at this feeling or something, but you haven't really looked at the numbers, you haven't really done any research, or the game's just on, you want to have a number to bet, don't do that. It is flipping a coin at best and probably going to lose at worst. Uh, so I, I was 0-2 in some of those. So uh, 4 and 6 kind of on the whole week. Not a great week for me. Um, but I was on vacation. I was having fun. And, you know, after a bottle of wine, I, I, I put some bets in and whatever. I wouldn't recommend that. I wouldn't recommend that if you're trying to really make this a long-term thing. But uh, anyway, like I said, I was on vacation. So I didn't watch any of the games this week. Um, still have a you know, decent idea of what you know, these teams are and, and followed the games, just wasn't able to sit down and actually watch them. Um, so let's get into this week, of course. That's what we're here for. So week four, early lines, right as they're coming out here, you know, and I use DraftKings off the top of my head here, just going down the line, I like Coastal Carolina at a two-point dog at Georgia State. I'm still thinking Coastal Carolina is a good team. Uh, you know, they, they've looked a little shaky here early on. They're 3-0, but they have not dominated the way that maybe you would expect, although they are breaking in all new position players with their star quarterback, Grayson McCall. And, uh, but otherwise, all his weapons are, are pretty new this year. Um, I think they're going to continue to get better through the rest of the season as this team gels. I think they're just a better team. Their defense uh, is suspect. But basically, two points means to me you know win the game i know obviously you could win uh, by one point of course but basically win the game and uh, i like coastal carolina to win this game at georgia 
State. Then we've got West Virginia minus two and a half at Votech. I am still fading Votech. I don't think they should really be favored in almost any game. Um, I think West Virginia is getting their sea legs. I think they, again, this is a team that had a lot of moving parts, a new quarterback, a new offensive scheme. They lost early on uh, and didn't look very good. But I think they found something in their freshman, true freshman, tight end turned running back. You don't see that every day, but he's like a bruiser. But he's like this 240-pound guy, C.J. Donaldson, who's breaking off 75, 80, 90-yard runs every week, it seems, which is just wild. But I think they found a weapon there. I know that J.T. Daniels is kind of getting, he's getting loose. Uh, they've got some receiving weapons in place. Their defense um, is has been a little suspect. But going up against Votech, I don't care. I'd much rather a good offense and bad defense to beat Votech than the opposite. Because I think Votech's offense is pretty gross. And, uh, you know, their defense is somewhat reasonable and so if i was going to pick a team to beat them i would rather a good offense and a bad defense because i don't think Votech can challenge whether you've got a good defense or a bad defense it doesn't even matter i think that offensive Votech is just an absolute mess um so i like west virginia again kind of just win the game i mean not anything less than a field goal to me is basically win the game i know obviously we already discussed with coastal carolina that you can um you know you can you can obviously uh lose a, or you know, lose the bet by winning the game one or two points but typically we're talking a field goal whatever um so i like west virginia there uh on my gut feeling i i would not you know again this is kind of saying like that initial line i would not be shocked if west virginia and coastal carolina wound it up a three-point favorite by game time We've got um, kind of going down this. The whole point of this is kind of an initial, like, what does my gut tell me? So that's why I'm scrolling through here as we're talking. I know that there's some other lines I like. Michigan and Maryland, which I believe is about a 16-point line. It's actually not sitting here on DraftKings, but I know that that line on FanDuel was 16.5 for Michigan. Um, and I would... You know, I don't normally love taking big lines, but these are two 3-0 teams, and it's under 17 points at 16 and a half. Um, I, I think I would take Mer Michigan. I mean, I, Michigan's really good. I think if they have a quarterback in place, JJ McCarthy looks like he's been named the starter, makes their offense that much more dynamic. We know their defense is going to be really nasty. And frankly, I think Maryland is a team that can beat up on bad teams, but is going to have a tough time against a legitimate defense like Michigan. It's at Michigan. I could see this thing going uh, the wrong way with a couple of, um, you know, defensive turnovers that shut up short fields. I, I think Michigan's going to kind of crush them. They're definitely not going to overlook them considering the fact that, um, and it's now up to 17. So I would take this number at 17 before it gets much higher. Um, but uh, I think it's going to keep going north throughout this week. Then we have uh, James Madison, who I saw as, on the look ahead, James Madison was plus 10. Now, uh, I'm not seeing that here actually on DraftKings. And I'm not sure. Let me briefly check on FanDuel. I usually bet through DraftKings, but... Um, wanted to give you a number if I can see it and I'm not seeing it here anywhere but I know the look ahead was James Madison I saw it at some point it was plus 10 at App State and I would take James Madison plus 10 I think 
uh, you know, these are two pretty good teams. James Madison, you know, despite being one year, I believe one year removed, or no, this may even be their first year out of FCS. They are hanging tough and uh, and really looking good on offense. They have uh, some transfers from some other G5 teams. They've got, you know, they've got G5 talent on this team. And App State is good, no doubt. They almost beat UNC. I just think 10 points is kind of a lot here. I think James Madison's got an offense that can at least backdoor cover, even if they're down uh, by a few scores late in the game. They can get a touchdown there to make it close. I like 10 points for James Madison, and that may come down uh, through the week. We've got Wake Forest is sitting at plus 7.5. I like anything over a touchdown earlier. I think I actually saw it at 9.5, although 9.5, 7.5, not really a big difference there. Uh, not not really a key number. So I would still bet it over a touchdown. It's at Wake. I think Clemson's liable to lose any game. I mean, they can lose any game right now. The way that their offense is, they can lose any game outright. I think getting over touchdown is a nice number. And that's a game, you know, I think of the money line when that number comes out and you're able to bet, bet that money line. Uh, you know, because like I said, I think Clemson's worth fading until they prove they, they can click somewhat on offense. And then we've got uh, UNC Notre Dame is kind of a pick em. Um, I'd seen it down to a pick em or UNC. Uh, I'd also seen UNC minus two trying to remember where those numbers were but basically i think this is an interesting number and it's kind of like at this point who do you think is going to win the game and i this is one i don't have a read on i'm not not saying i'm taking this one way or the other i just think this is a fantastically interesting game because notre dame's offense is atrocious but so is unc's defense so can notre dame hang with unc it's at unc I kind of, uh, you know, they just had a bye week. Maybe they figured something out on defense. I mean, all, all they need to be is like, okay, on defense. I think this is a really good team. And uh, I just, I don't think Drew Pine can do much at Notre Dame. I'd, I'd lean UNC here. Definitely one to watch throughout the week. Um, I've got it. Yeah, like I said, I think it was minus two-ish. Right now, I did find it on FanDuel. Minus one and a half. Um, I'd probably just go money line honestly um and maybe parlay it or something like that but watch this one this will be an interesting one throughout the week then you got duke kansas what is the market saying about kansas so two weeks in a row i was on kansas two weeks in a row they won outright as basically double digit dogs um they, they've got something building there. i think two weeks on the road even this team Double digit dogs on the road, one out right. Now they get to go home and face a 3-0 Duke team who surprised some people as well. These are two of the hottest offenses in the country, believe it or not. And right now I'm seeing Kansas at minus eight and a half at home. Oof, man, I was thinking it might be less, honestly. On, and that was on FanDuel. On DraftKings, I'm, see, I'm seeing Kansas minus nine and a half. They're getting tons of respect now after winning outright times two i i like kansas like i said i've been two weeks in a row i really like this team i'm a little nervous maybe i feel like it's it's at home that's the only thing but otherwise i feel like this could be a little bit a letdown spot they won their big 12 opener against west virginia they went and beat houston who's a ranked team i believe um and uh, and then they get Duke kind of like a eh, before they start their Big 12 schedule. So I'd be a little wary of this one. No recommendation here just yet. And if Duke gets to 10, 
I might take two. Uh, and then we have Baylor, Iowa State. This is another very interesting matchup. Uh, Iowa State has looked really good. They beat Iowa at Iowa, and they have rolled. Hunter Deckers at quarterback looks very, very good. And right now, I'm seeing Iowa State a slight dog at home, plus one and a half on FanDuel. At home, I would personally, I think the value here is on Iowa State to keep it rolling, to cut the money line, get a little bit extra juice there. And I would, I would think about Iowa State at home. So that is kind of my initial gut feelings on these numbers. We'll keep track. We'll see how we do. Uh, but generally speaking. I've been decently right here um, on which way these are going to move throughout the week. And uh, we'll keep talking next week. So join us next week for week five, but that's your week four early lines and the, the numbers I look and think they're a little bit incorrect at the moment. And stick with Campus Kent. And of course, check out campuskent.com if you haven't already. Everything you need for college football, fantasy college football, wagering. We've got experts doing DraftKings, prize picks, everything else. We've got anything you could need with memberships starting as low as $2.99 a month. Uh, go check us out and um, appreciate it. Peace.